Rakuten helps you be a smarter shopper and save money on just about everything you buy. We all have things we need to buy, whether it's home essentials or a self-care treat just for you. With Rakuten, you get cash back on clothes, groceries, travel, and much, much more. Even better, you can stack cash back on top of other deals like store sales and credit card points. In case you're wondering, the stores on Rakuten are the ones you know and love, and lots of cool ones waiting to be discovered like Overstock, Chewy, Dyson, Ulta Beauty, H&M, Asics, Moose Jaw, I could go on and on, so many more. When it comes to savvy shopping and saving money, Rakuten is a no-brainer. It's free and easy to join. Just go to Rakuten.com now or download the Rakuten app today. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Rakuten. And welcome back to Across the County. I'm Noah. Thanks for joining me. Well, I found the right excuse, and it's never an excuse. I just love having this guy on the show. But when you are talking about a piece of either streaming or cinema that there's been a lot of money and a lot of heart put into, you can normally bet on the other end, Mark Anthony Austin is watching and digesting and making his own opinions because, hey, we didn't have this type of entertainment, at least when we're watching television as him and I were growing up. And so this is just an exciting time to be in. Of course, right now I'm talking about The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power, by Amazon, just finished up last week. We're here to review it, but first off, Mark Anthony Austin is my guest. Pre-post this specialist, check him out, markanthonyaustin.com. My friend, it's been far too long, but as always, it is good to have you back. It's great to be here, Noah, and yes, we have been spoiled with great television. Even if some of us are griping and picking holes in it, I think on the whole, we are kind of truly spoiled this day and age in the quality of television that we are exposed to. Certainly. I mean, when you get multiple Star Wars TV shows, you get a Lord of the Rings TV show. I mean, this is stuff, and we would have to wait years between installments on the big screen. This is just like a present. Usually every couple of weeks, we got something new coming out. It truly is. And, and you know, as much as, you know, we can kind of, you know, uh, kind of hold it and compare it to the feature movies. For television, it is pretty phenomenal what they're managing to pump out every week. So I am truly thankful for the, you know, the spectrum of shows that uh, we have, you know, weekly at our fingertips. So uh, I, I'm very happy overall. Yeah, I am too. And th- there really hasn't been anything that I have hated or seriously disliked maybe it didn't live up to expectations which is going to be kind of the discussion today with the rings of power i know at least from your perspective you're still digesting it i i loved it i really uh, i have a couple of picky complaints but overall for me it was five stars not the general consensus mark we'll get your take in a second i thought the Visual effects were great. I mean, real depth, real color, very realistic, just broad landscapes. I, you'll probably agree with me on that. Uh, good basis of story. And they had to take liberties, I think, because there's no Rings of Power official book. So it borrowed from Jackson's work and Tolkien's work from Lord of the Rings and other previous novels. I think truly an original creation. Uh, several different arching stories that all threaded together to intertwine the universe. 
what it was was a very slow burn. You told me this off the air, which you'll get into. And I think that's where some of the negativity comes in when it comes to the reviews. 39% currently on Rotten Tomatoes. I think a lot of that is due to that. And we're getting to spoilers a little bit later on. But Mark, what did you think overall about The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power that Amazon put out? And it's been streaming for the last eight weeks. As I said, I'm I'm overall um, impressed with, you know, just the quality of the television. It did for me, it it took maybe five or six episodes to, um, you know, to to get my uh, juices flowing. You know, I, I thought it was a very slow and, you know, not to be too critical, but for me, it was a kind of a dull, uh, you know, exposure to this world. And so the last couple of episodes really kind of, you know, fulfilled what I was hoping to see. And uh, really, if they'd done what they did in the last couple of episodes, as far as like adventure and, you know, uh, a story and progressing the story, I, I think I would have been happier over with the whole season. But, yeah, it's it's ended well. Um, I'm looking forward to what happens next. Um, I just was a bit, I was a bit, I was losing faith a bit in the first, you know, the first five, six episodes. As Mr. Pre-Post-Viz, I have to get your comments if you agree with me on the visual effects, because I thought they were stunning. And what did you think from working in that field? Did, Did they hit a home run with it? I think so. I think the, the visual effects, we like we are truly spoiled now. We, if you if you look back at, at any of the shows that we watched, you know, if anyone wants a YouTube back shows back in the seventies, then then they'll see a huge, a huge difference in the quality. So this really is you know feature film grade quality effects. Um, you know, so I, I'm you know every now and again there are kind of. Uh, it is pretty obvious that they're filming in the volume. Um, but aside from that, I mean, they've really kind of done a, a great job in, you know, really representing the, the Tolkien world uh, in a way that, you know, I think is pretty mind-blowing. So, And the main focus, I mean, there were, like I said, there were several different story threads going on at the same time. I liked the way they went back and forth. I thought the transitions were great. But the reality of making the history of the elves and the dwarves come together and why there's some turmoil there. And Doran, I thought by far was my favorite character. I'm talking about the son of the show. The acting there was, was lights out and it really felt like they took a lot of time to get that right. Yeah. I, I think the elves, elves and dwarves, I can watch all day. I, I must admit as much as I love, Hobbits and halflings in the movies. These, this depiction of the hobbits kind of rubs me the wrong way in some ways. I'm not sure what it is. I don't know if they're too bumbling and too comical. Uh, I'm not sure what it is. I, 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 I don't. I'm looking forward to the next scene when we go back to the elves, or go back to the dwarves, or go back to the humans. For some reason, the halflings just bother me a little bit. I'm, I'm not sure if I, that's a shared thing or if it's me personally, but um, yeah, they, they grate a bit on me. See, that was me. I, I was like, where was Doran in the last episode? I didn't, unless I missed him, which I don't think I did. 
you know, they had a lot of the, the halflings or who are becoming the halflings, uh, the Harfoots, I believe that they're called in the series. The tone for them seemed off. They, they didn't seem like the hobbits, which I think they're eventually becoming, that you and I have come to know and love. Yeah, I think so. I, I, I think uh, it's just something about them. I'm not sure whether it was seeing them without any scale reference, because I found myself guilty of making them humans. Like, because there was no size comparison until, you know, they bumped into the wizard. Um, there was no size difference. And I wish they played on that size difference a bit more. When, when, when a, a, a hobbit or a halfling or whatever, the halffoots, uh, picked up an apple, it looked like a human scale apple to the, to, to me anyway. I, I thought they could play on that size difference a bit more. Yeah, I agree. I actually kind of had that in the back of my mind. And this is also taking place in the Second Age, which I know there's, this is where some of the liberties take place. And you have the introduction of this mysterious character people are calling officially the Meteor Man. And people are, wait, it can't be Gandalf. There's no way that can be Gandalf. He comes in the Third Age. Well, this is where some of the liberties take place and there are clues dropped along the way. And if you follow, again, if you don't want any spoilers, tune out now. You get to the final episode, and it's pretty much confirmed without it being confirmed, especially with some of the dialogue, when he says, when in doubt, Eleanor Brandyfoot, always follow your nose. That just goes along with the Fellowship of the Ring, where he said virtually the same thing to one of the hobbits in that movie. And there were a couple other references as well. So that was kind of exciting to see, in my mind, just the beginnings of where Gandalf is going. Yeah, and, and I, I actually, I must admit, I was confused at his character because I, I was thinking he was sore on for a while um, just because of the way the uh, he was approached by those three, um, whatever they are. Which yeah, I think that was a big misdirect. And for whatever reason, Mark, in episode one, I pegged it as Gandalf, kind of stuck it in the back of my mind. There's just something about the, the feeling of how he was helping the hobbits. And I was like, well, Gandalf's always helped the hobbits or the Harfoots. So it just added up for me. And I'm, I'm glad to see the payoff there. Yeah. Yeah. As I said, I'm, you know, I have uh, you know, some issues with just the, the, the speed at which we ramped up into the story. But I'm looking forward much more to season two, uh, just based on the way that season one ended. So I'm looking forward to see what they do with Sauron and Gandalf. So at the end of the day, uh, giving five stars, how many would you give it? Uh, they're telling the second age of Middle Earth, and you know a lot of it, like you said, was a slow burn, but there was a lot there. So at the end of the day, if you had to give it a rating, what, what, how how strong of a performance was it for you? Okay, I I would have to say I would have to say three out of five, only because there were so many episodes that I was personally frustrated at the slow pace uh, so because that was the majority of the season that's why i'd give it a three and not a four um but you know like i said great quality visuals um it just was the pacing that was a letdown for me that's fair enough and yeah i'm really looking forward to season two noah here in across the county and of course before we wrap up let's ask mark what he's doing over at Netflix. I believe you're finishing up the project you've been working on the last couple of times. We've had you on the show, the Ultraman experience. Uh, How is that going for you over at Netflix? 
Yeah, Ultraman I wrapped in July, and I have been helping out on uh, a feature film that um, is being uh, steered by Adam Sandler, who also... Oh, that's right, I have it mixed up. Yeah, the Ultramans are are already out. This is the Adam Sandler project. Yeah, it's, a, it's you know, Adam Sandler came up with the Hotel Transylvania franchise, and this is a different animated movie. I'm not sure how much I can uh, give away, but uh, I'm just helping finish up the uh, rough layout for that movie and should be rolling off a week from today. <laughs> well, that is Excellent. And I know you've really enjoyed Netflix. You say you love how they work as a company and just have their attention to the quality of what they put out, regardless of how long it takes them, because they, at the end of the day, want to really produce product that people are going to enjoy. Exactly. I I am 100% behind Netflix. And yes, Netflix, thankfully, are keeping me around for at least another two months until they find me something else to work on. I'm hoping. Uh, That's the plan. Uh, We'll find out in January. Well, hopefully for sure. Hey, last question I have for you, Mark, because I told you my favorite character in Rings of Power, Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power, was the son, Doran. I think it was just a, a... Something about him just drew me to his character and the way that he had his friendship with Elrond, played by Robert Aramayo, who I love as well. Did you have a favorite character in the series? Uh, I would say Galadriel. I, I, I would peg her as my favorite character. I think she, she just makes a great elven warrior. You know? It was a great take on the character. Different, I believe. Some people were saying it didn't match up from the Lord of the Rings story, but you have to realize this was my defense of the portrayal. This is a different time for her. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I just really loved all the design that came with her um, costumes, uh, her armor really kind of um, was amazingly designed. Oh, her armor that she had at the the last few episodes was amazing. Yeah, it looked functional. It looked functional. It didn't look kind of overly kind of created for a female character. It looked very practical. It looked very elven. Uh, I I was very impressed with just the way she looked from the, the first episode to the last. Well, Mark Anthony Austin, as always, it is a pleasure having you on across the county. I couldn't think of anybody I'd rather do a review with on the Rings of Power than yourself. Thanks for stopping by. It's been far too long, but it's always great to catch up with you. Well, thank you for having me on yet again. (laughs) And won't be the last. Noah on Across the County, check him out, markanthonyaustin.com. When it comes to cinema, pre-post-viz specialties, and all things Boba Fett, yeah, he might know a little bit about Boba Fett. Go check out a little project called Star Wars A New Hope Special Edition. You'll know what I mean. markanthonyaustin.com. Rockstar Energy Punch, bringing a bold and unapologetic flavor packed with energy through a blend of B vitamins, guarana extract, and 240 milligrams of caffeine to fuel what's next. Rockstar Energy Drink. 